0: Hello everyone, my name is Megan and today we are taking a look at boundaries, more specifically how boundaries affect the world around them and how they are made. So let's dive right in. So why do people create boundaries between places? A simple question with a few complex answers. One reason for creating boundaries is to group up communities of people who share similar ethnicities, races, and cultures, which we'll be talking more about later. An article from BrilliantMaps.com explains the Kurd situation. Basically, the Kurds are a community of people that make up the unofficial state of Kurdistan. When I say unofficial state, I mean that technically Kurdistan isn't a state drawn out on the map. Actually, Kurdistan is in the middle of a few different states, including Iran, Turkey, and Iraq. Unfortunately for the Kurds, specific regulation and rules are preventing Kurdistan from becoming that official state. Though this doesn't mean that the Kurds and certain people around the world don't recognize Kurdistan. But getting back to the main point here, Kurdistan's boundaries were created based on a community. This situation also relates to other similar situations that have played out around the world. Some states in America were based solely on different groups of people with similar attributes. But enough about that. Another reason people create boundaries is to protect a state, country, or nation. I'd say that this reason is fairly self-explanatory. Leaders build walls or fences that provide a fortification against attacks that might come from outside a place. An amazing fortification that still stands today is the Great Wall of China. This wall lies in the northern part of China and was built in the 3rd century under Emperor Qin Shi Huang's leadership. It was created to prevent barbarian nomads and attacks from the north from invading their land. As said in an article on History.com, it was known as the greatest fortification to be built in its time. It proved to be greatly useful in protecting China and still is seen standing tall today. But the examples don't stop there. There are said to be 77 major walls and fences that have protected places against attacks throughout the world. Not only do these big structures protect places, but they also send a silent message to other territories to prevent them from invading. So, I just went in-depth about two of the reasons for creating boundaries, but there are definitely a lot more. Places might build boundaries to separate enemy territories, to see how much land a government rules over, and to control immigration or migration with the use of walls and fences. But hold on, we just talked a little bit about states, countries, and nations. But what exactly are they? All of these terms are very closely connected. Let's start off with nations. A nation is a very large body of people that are unified by similar histories, cultures, and languages, in simple terms. A nation also holds countries that hold states, which hold cities. You see how they're all connected now? France, Canada, and India can all be defined as nations. Okay, next up, countries. A country is a territory with its own government. There are loads of countries in this world, but some examples include Japan, Belgium, and Finland. Finally, on to states. States are territories that are ruled by a specific government with citizens. That sounds like a country. But states make up countries and countries make up nations, as I said a second ago. Hopefully that's not too confusing. Actually, speaking of governments and how this world is divided, let's talk a little bit about politics and making boundaries. How do humans divide themselves politically? Well, it's quite simple. Nations make rules that both countries and states in that nation have to follow. These rules are going to be more widespread and broad rather than very specific. Now, that's the country's job. Countries have to uphold the nation's rules, but they also get to run their states how they want. Countries make laws that are in a nation's rules for the states of that country to follow. States. They follow both the nation's and the country's rules, but once again they get to decide on the way they rule. Okay, okay. This may sound a little confusing and repetitive. Let's use a quick example to try and explain this better. America and Brunei, Both of these countries have different governments. America is defined as having a democracy, while Bruni has a monarchy. A democracy is a type of government where the citizens get to vote on their leaders. A monarchy is another type of government where a monarch or a king or queen rules. These governments are just two of the many governments that exist throughout the world in different places. These governments are divided by boundaries and also create boundaries where they rule. Make sense? Next up here, we're going to be talking about how ethnicities are distributed locally, regionally, and globally. Let's first start off with looking at it from a global scale. Since this is such a large area to look at, ethnicities are going to be greatly diverse. This world is filled with people who are part of millions of different ethnic groups. But this soon changes as we look at the world from a regional perspective. Some regions are filled with so many different ethnicities and are so incredibly diverse. While other regions are filled with just a couple similar ethnicities. There are also a lot of other patterns to how ethnicities are spread through regions. Let's take a look at ethnicities in Africa. As stated in an article, Africa holds people that share over 3,000 different ethnicities. This makes this region very diverse when it comes to ethnic groups. Finally, moving on to a local perspective, we might see a couple different patterns. We might see one state filled with a small amount of ethnic groups. But in another state, we may see many different ethnicities scattered throughout that area. This also can be prevalent in cities or even neighborhoods. Now let's talk about how ethnicity plays a role in the development of boundaries. Well, some boundaries were in fact created because of communities of specific ethnicities. Some boundaries were even changed to a group of people in the same ethnic groups. Actually, to explain this more, we can take a look at the Kurds again. Kurdistan was created solely based on how people of similar ethnicities and culture were close together. And even though Kurdistan may not be an official state, it still has made an impact on the land around them. Plus, these situations also represent other similar events where boundaries were made because of ethnicities. We seem to be talking a lot about how different boundaries were created, which is still important. So let's switch gears to how they affect the world after they've been made. Boundaries, whether they're big or small, contribute to and prevent conflicts. This means that where and how they are made can be a vital decision to avoid conflict. So let's look at how boundaries stop and propel conflicts. Boundaries might contribute to conflicts for a few reasons. First, if a boundary is placed and it blocks another country's trade route, there could be some heavy conflict between the two places. Or someone places a boundary on purpose to limit another country's travel. That could also cause lots of problems between the two places. Let's take a look at the South China Sea conflict. China, Vietnam, the Philippines, Taiwan, Malaysia, and Brunei are all a part of this conflict in gaining property in the sea. This sea holds a lot of valuable resources and also is a main route for trading. With control over a part of the sea, a country would be able to utilize all these aspects and make them profitable. But with so many places trying to gain boundaries in this area, it has caused a major conflict that even the U.S. is is observing closely. Now let's move on to how these boundaries could prevent conflicts. As I've said before, the Great Wall of China was made to protect China from attacks from the north. And it did just that. This wall was just so big and fortified that it protected China. Across the world, walls stand tall that were made to protect different states, countries, and even nations. These walls have protected conflicts from occurring or getting too intense. Boundaries also prevent conflicts because they provide limits to where different governments control. In other words, these set boundaries to prevent governments from trying to control land that isn't theirs. It also lets people know what laws they must follow in certain areas. Speaking of conflicts and governments, I need to ask, how do geopolitical forces shape the contemporary political landscape? In more simple terms, how do political aspects affect the shape of the landscape? We sort of talked about this before when we talked about the different governments that live in different places. Boundaries create where governments are and how much they get to control. Governments create boundaries. But wait, it's not that simple for governments. If a government wants to control more land, they have to change up their boundaries, which most of the time means that they want to take some land from another territory. If done incorrectly, this can cause major conflicts. But getting back on track, governments and boundaries are both needed for each other to stay conflict-free. Speaking of conflicts, once again, let's ask ourselves this. What internal and external forces contribute to the unification and division of a state? There's a couple parts of this question, so let's start off with internal forces. Internal forces are threats that occur from inside of a territory. So how does one go about preventing this? By using boundaries, a state could control threat if it comes from one main source. A state could protect innocent people by making walls and restrictions, although this might cause more conflict with the people since it's very constricting, leaving the state more divided. External forces come from other territories. As I talked about before, China built a wall to protect its territory from attack coming from the north. This is a very common reason for places to make walls and fences. Protecting a government's land is important to maintain the safety and calmness of the citizens. Overall, both internal and external forces cause big conflicts or territories to handle. From conflicts to government to ethnicities, we covered a lot of information. But through examples and heavy description, I hope you learned something today. I wanted you to take away that boundaries aren't just made for a few reasons. Boundaries are made because of differences between people, dramatic conflicts, cultures with different traditions, and so much more. Thanks for listening and have a great day.